Blog Talk Radio. And good morning, and thank you for tuning in to Over the Top Sports Radio. Saturday morning, the last one in September. We got the full crew here with you, Vinny the Shark, Big Mike, Robbie D with you talking uh, sports for an hour. And let me tell you, we could go two or three hours today. There is so much on the docket tonight. And as soon as I tell you we got the full crew here, it's just two of us for those of you watching on Facebook Live. But give us a call, 646-716-5403. Love to hear from you. Um, MLB, last couple days of this season, we get ready for the playoffs. NFL week four underway college football underway today this afternoon we're going to get to Vinny and his locks of the week uh, in just a couple of minutes and uh, fantasy football uh, of course and any fantasy baseball debates you have maybe give us a call Uh, maybe we can fix that for you too I'm sure there's some good stuff going on out there with that as the championships are getting determined in the next about I don't know 30 hours so um, I guess we get started with uh, week four real quick underway and we'll do all the games but we got so much to get to with the baseball um, NHL season starts this week, so it really is starting to be the best time of year. October, the one time where all four sports are playing at once. Um, so once the NBA gets going towards the end of the month, so it really is the best time of year, if you ask me, um, for baseball, football, hockey, and basketball. So, uh, guys, real quick, uh, we've talked about the Rams, how good they are. Um, I haven't been on the air since last Saturday morning when we previewed the week. Um, since then, Minnesota has gotten blown out by the Bills and then embarrassed defensively again on uh, Thursday Night Football by the Rams. Um, my first question is, what happened to this Minnesota Vikings defense? Well, the defense is droppable at fantasy. We put that up on Twitter. They, It just doesn't look good there. Everson Griffin has some mental issues right now. He's going to miss time, and he's a big part of that D-line. But it's not even that. The corners are getting beat. Uh, Harrison Smith hasn't looked good. He's getting beat. This defense looks dramatically different from last year, and they're not the only one. So who knows if who knows what the deal is, but uh, the Saints are another example of that. I, I couldn't tell you why these defenses look this bad. Maybe they'll turn it on and, and get it going. But uh, you're right, man. That Minnesota defense, especially the way they played in that building two weeks ago, is horrific. And I couldn't tell you why. I mean, look at them on paper. They had the same players they had last year, which was a top-five defense. And for them to get embarrassed against the Bills at home, of all places, that says a lot about them. And then the Rams, who have a good offensive team, they're going to put up that points against a lot of people. That's not – I didn't think they put up a 38-point spot on the Minnesota Vikings defense. So, yeah, I agree with you, Big Mike. There's something up with that. The Golson distraction, Vikings D, very droppable. But why was why was Anthony Barr in coverage twice? Uh, he got burnt twice for touchdowns. Right up the middle on that right. one. Why, are, why is a linebacker in coverage like that twice? Against one of them is Cooper Cup, and then the other one is Robert Woods. So, I don't know if it's a scheme thing or not, but just horrible. I mean, you're not wrong, and it showed on the field. And it showed it showed to me mostly against Buffalo. I mean, there's an excuse for having to fly across country on three days rest, uh, playing against the high-powered Rams to give up 38 points. I, I would be okay with it, but when you couple that with the way that they played against the Bills, I mean, 
Don't forget, they also have a tie. So now in four games, they have just one win. They're one, two, and one. Yep. So they are one of the teams that everybody said was a favorite. And I'm sure they could put it together. Their offense looked good the other night. Oh, I had them going to a championship game. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, everybody had them at least in the playoffs. Um, I mean, I, the Aaron Rodgers show that I am, I know you are too. Um, I had them winning a wild card, not winning a division. But still, I mean, one win in the first four games, and they just haven't looked good. Um, it's alarming, but let's look at the other side of this, guys. The Rams continue to just dominate. Uh, they had 38 points at the end of three quarters. They kind of got shut down in the fourth, missing a 28-yard field goal, uh, and then kind of running out the clock at the end. But the Rams look like a Super Bowl, maybe even favorite more than a contender. And we said this the other night on Monday night. They are the most complete team in football, and honestly, it's not even close. And you didn't have to leave. Peters wasn't 100%. And they gave up their share of big plays and, you know, Diggs and Thielen had a, you know, a field day with them, but they still are the most complete team. Aaron Donald is the best defensive player in the NFL. You still have Sue there. And then on offense, Goff does not get any sort of credit to be in that, uh, that second tier of quarterbacks. I have Brady Rogers in that top tier. Goff should be right in that second tier with the weapons that he has, the way McVay is really pulling out all his skills. And the throws he made, you can't take anything away from this kid. Some of these throws were fantastic. The Rams are the most complete team in football. Oh, my gosh. He was special. And, uh, listen, they did this without their two top cornerbacks in this game. So, they still won the game. They did give up a good amount of points without their cornerbacks. They went out there. They spent all the money out there. They're all in for this year. They're definitely the complete team. Easily the best team in the NFL, if you ask me. It looked like a video game if you watch the first three quarters. And it slowed down a little bit in the fourth quarter when Aaron Donald started to show up. We said that uh, the Rams didn't score in the fourth. But, I mean, every time they had the ball, it looked like seven on sevens. The mm-hmm. ball wasn't hitting the ground. Um, there was even a fake punt, basically Hail Mary pass that got broken up and in the end zone. he threw that 50 yards. With well, these. Hecker's got a good arm. He's done it before. <laughs> he Hecker, just you, chucked it up there. That guy's got a good arm. And it's, it was weird what they said is that they can't have offensive pass, I mean, defensive pass yeah. interference on the play. Yeah. It's the rule I never knew. Uh, which I hate, which I feel like would be exploited every time, but I guess it comes with doing a uh, it should be. a punter Hail Mary pass. Just I guess there's got to be something. Um, but, yeah, you're right. They're, they're the most complete team in football. They're 4-0 and right now. Uh, like you said, the cornerbacks are out. Aqib Tlaib's out for the year. And I think Aaron Donald found a new way to how to sack the quarterback. Just take them and toss them. Yeah. Swing them around and throw them to the floor. Don't put your body on them. He Manhandle. Just, he was throwing cousins around, and those were big hits that were clean. You have to wonder if Clay Matthews was taking notes because he's clearly a dirty player the way he tackles quarterbacks. <laughs> he's a liability. I yeah, think you, he might come on this. You can't, you can't have that happening where he's actually tackling people and tackle football. So, um, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. It's a 4-0 Rams team. It looks like they are what we thought they were going to be. Um, we'll see what they do. they got a tough stretch coming up. And the Vikings, they got a must-win next week. Uh, but that's week five. We'll get into that on, on Monday night. The Vikings offense, though, impressed. It, it really did. And – Vinny, I know you're not a Cousins guy, but, I mean, he had, he, showed, he had to show you something. No, I, look, at he threw for almost 500 yards. They well, both yeah. did. They were down early in the game. Of course he's going to be throwing for that. No. I won't go there. That's not fair. That's not fair. He looked good. Their running back sucks. Dalvin Cook is having a terrible season. He probably had no business playing in that game. He was still hurt, obviously. I think he's going to end up being one of the busts. They didn't even hand off the ball. How many times they rushed the ball? 14 times. 17 times. Four of them were cousins um, scrambling. Yeah, I three touchdowns, nobody. no picks though. Come but on. but the Rams were the same. I mean, the Rams only ran the ball three more times in Minnesota, and the Rams were running Kirk out the clock. Kirk Cousins a wild so. fantasy league, but he's not a good quarterback in the NFL. You can't, no, I should say, say, but he's you not, can't say that. He's not a bad quarterback, but he's not a great quarterback. Well, they didn't lose that game because of him. I, I mean, they lost that game because their defense couldn't That's make true. a stop. You put up thirty-one points, you're winning most games. I love the Vikings last year. They were thirteen-three. I told you that they were not going to be thirteen-three this year, and everything was going to be worse because of Kirk Cousins as quarterback. 
Oh, Kirk Cousins, I'm not going to blame him for that. Not the, the two performances so far, they've been, the defense has been uh, a shit show. Definitely, for sure. But His second touchdown pass put them up 17-14. A lot of money for somebody who's never won a playoff game is all I'm saying. And his third touchdown pass got them within three. So it's not like they were down by 20 and he was playing catch. If you know what he didn't do is when they were doing that against the Bills, he couldn't get any of those garbage time points or yards. Uh, it was terrible. I, I don't understand that. So um, since we talked about the Bills, let's look ahead to them in week uh, four. Uh, Bills Packers on this Sunday. Um, can the Bills do it again? I know you're very anti-Green Bay, but you can't be pro Bills. So I'm going to start with you. Uh, Bills are uh, getting nine and a half points in Green Bay. It looked like those Bills actually rallied around that Vontae Davis uh, halftime retirement and actually played a pretty good game right from the get-go. But, uh, yeah, I'm on the Packers on this one. I can't see the Packers losing back-to-back, especially at Lambeau Field here. Uh, it's going to be a tough place for the rookie Josh Allen to play. I'm all over the Packers. I even think they cover. I agree with everything that Vinny said. Uh, you're not going to have the Packers lose two in a row. You're not going to have the Bills upset two in a row. So Packers, and I think they cover as well. Not doubling down on the Bills. You can't. I'm sorry, you no. can't. You want to you, you want to throw down a, a you know a minimal bet that they uh, get the upset after last week. That's fine. It's probably you should quit while you're ahead. Um, Packers win. Packers cover. The only um, thing with game. this though, sorry, Rob, is Cobb is questionable, leaning towards the outside. So anybody with Randall Cobb, you might want to make other plans. And you know they were talking this week about how there's really no place that Le'Veon Bell is a fit. You know, and this week the the Steelers have started to explore trades for him. Is Green Bay not the perfect place for him? I think it's the ideal place, 100%. I think it is, but I don't know their, cal- their salary cap situation. And they love Aaron Jones. They really do. He, they've called him the most explosive runner out of their backfield. Uh, and they're still going to use Montgomery out of the backfield. Yeah, they, they like so Montgomery, too. I, I don't understand it. Uh, I agree with you. It's a great fit. But you said the other day the culture of fit, Rob, and that makes more sense to me than the Packers. The only reason that I think and I, and I did say that, and I'm not saying I don't think that they make a great fit with the Colts, but I think the Packers are more ready to win now than the Colts. And Le'Veon's still on the one-year contract, so he could still go to Green Bay and leave right. if he wants to be that free agent and sign elsewhere. Um, I don't know if it's a long-term and I don't thing. think they can afford Rodgers and Bell and then still be able to lock up Adams is going to need a new contract. Uh, ha-ha, Clinton Dix, I don't know what his contract is, and whoever else is there. Well, so. you're right, because, I, I mean, I certainly didn't take salary cap, because I, I don't know the NFL salary cap and what teams are where. And I know the Giants situation, but I have no idea where the Packers sit in the salary cap. I'm just saying kind of on the field – kind of a fit like with the offense. I mean, how would a team defend Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, and they have to worry about Levy yeah. Bell running the ball and Graham as well. And right. backfield. So um I, I don't think it's gonna happen, but to me it's to me it's a good fit. But uh let's move on and uh continue previewing uh week four in the NFL on uh, over the top sports. Uh six four six seven one six fifty four three want to hear from you guys as well. Also on Facebook at live and Twitter um, the Bengals are in Atlanta for the Falcons last week. I was all over the Falcons and uh, their offense made me look good, but their defense sure as hell stunk up the joint. Mike, was that more um, how good Drew Brees and that offense is, or is this injured Atlanta defense going to look like that most of the year? It's both. It really is. It's both. And you want to talk about uh, ideal trades. They are the ideal trade for Earl Thomas, who is refusing to practice, just showing up for games to collect his check. The Atlanta Falcons, it just makes too much sense. I don't know why they wouldn't go out there and get that done. I was on the Bengals last week, and they let me down. So I'm going with the Falcons this week at home. They put up that many points uh, you know, last week. It was just the defense that let them down. I don't think Dalton has the firepower that Breeze does. I'll take the Falcons in a shootout. I'll tell you what, Dalton is going to be putting up numbers, though. I think at a $5,400 value in DraftKings, this guy has a decent play in Atlanta where they give up a lot of points, where they might be trailing. I love Dalton tomorrow. Even with A.J. Green as a questionable wide receiver. He's good uh, to go, Vin. Oh, he is good to go. Good Perfect. to go. Beautiful. Then I like even Dalton better. even more. 
So Atlanta in their building, though, I think Matt Ryan is not going to put up a five-touchdown day, but I think he's good for three. I think uh, he's really going to sway people away from that week one performance. Matt Ryan at home is a lot. He's good money. I like the Falcons in this one. Matt Ryan looks a little bit like MVP Matt Ryan of a couple years ago. I'm not saying the love he deserves. No, he's not. No, and having Calvin Ridley as a secondary option um, has been awesome for him because – what Ridley had three that. touchdowns last week. You saw Julio have a couple of big weeks yard-wise. He's still not getting in the end zone. Um, but once they get Devontae Freeman back, too, I mean, you just think about yeah. all the skilled players that they have. They're a very skilled team um, at home against the Bengals. I can't see the Bengals being able to score with them the way that Drew Brees and the Saints did. I'm sorry. That's the only reason the Saints were able to win. Um, he might have a good game, AJ, uh, AJ Green and Andy Dalton and company and all that, Giovanni Bernard even out of the backfield. But I don't think they could put up 50 points, and it took 50 points. And it took winning an overtime coin toss for the Falcons to lose last week to the Saints. Love I don't G. see that happening again. Love Gio like tomorrow. Back to back. Especially if no mixing. The Falcons give up the most passing receptions to running backs. Love Gio. So we, all, no so we all like the Falcons. We all like giving the four points as well. We're all good with that. So basically on the same page for the two weeks. Um, I know Mike likes to, uh, you know, you're a little bit behind here. So we're all on the Packers. We're all uh, giving the nine and a half. And we're all giving uh, four points with the Falcons tomorrow against Cincinnati. What's and the while, Packers, nine and a half? Uh, the Packers are nine and a half. Right. So while Mike gets set up, Vinny, um, you would get first dibs on this game anyway. You always get first dibs on Mitch Trubisky. Oh, yeah. As Chicago, by the way, he could be a huge fantasy play in daily fantasy because the Buccaneers have given up 400 yards, I think, to every single quarterback mm-hmm. so far through three weeks in the NFL. Yeah, he could be, but his coach is a little coward, and he doesn't like to uh, throw the ball at will and be aggressive like they were in the first half in that Green Bay game. He likes to pump the brakes, run the clock, and run the uh, with his two backs over there. So I don't know if I'm going to fire Mitchell, but, yes, the stats would say otherwise against the Tampa Bay defense. But the Bears, they're a good team. They should be undefeated. Mitch is a very manageable quarterback, and they have a good running game with a great defense now with Khalil Mack, who is running away with defensive player of the year. I think the Fitz magic is running out, even though they almost came back and beat Pittsburgh. I like Chicago at home, Soldier Field, to get yet another W on their march to win the NFC North. I absolutely love Chicago as well. It'll be one of my confidence picks when we post them. Um, you saw Tampa Bay really struggle last week and then started getting it going. They are not going to have that success. That Steelers defense stinks. That Bears defense is very, very good, especially at home. An underrated pass D as well. I think the magic runs out for Fitzpatrick tomorrow as well. I've already dropped him in fantasy. I'm not starting him. Love the Chicago Bears. Is this the last uh, start Fitzpatrick gets? No, I don't think – even if he throws a dud tomorrow, I still don't think you can go with a win. As long as they're in somewhat contention, I they're going to be rolling with, Tampa, uh, with Fitzpatrick. In week two, Nick Foles threw for 344 against the Buccaneers. That's the lowest um, passing yards that the Bucs have given up so far this year. Wow. Um, Trubisky, I mean, even if he hits 280 and two touchdowns, that's still a great a good value fantasy-wise, and I think he could do that in daily fantasy. I'm with you guys, and this is really getting redundant. We're now three games in. Nine picks between the three of us. And we're nine for nine, all taking the same team so far. I got the Bears minus three. They might be my four or five uh, point confidence pick, um, which is scary because our confidence picks have sucked lately. Oh, yeah. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, I just don't on that one, Rob? three points. I don't see the Bears um, losing this game. And three points to me is just something easy to give. I, if I was handicapping this game myself, I'd be more about four and a half, five and a half points. That's even. a lot of love to Tampa Bay, that three points. Uh, yeah, and I, I guess they deserve it. But last week they kind of, um, you know, that that was fool's gold, that garbage time getting back in that game. They were getting blown out by the Steelers. And then the fourth quarter, the Steelers kind of took their foot off the brakes. 
and or off, uh, they put him on the brakes, took him off the gas pedal, and that's how Tampa Bay made the game close. But that's I don't think that's right. Three picks and put up thirty points against the Bears defense, like he did Pittsburgh. Exactly. Not on, not on the road. Back to back weeks too. They were in Pittsburgh, and it was Monday night, right? So this is yep, a short yep. week for them too. So I love the Bears as well. Uh, team that I've hated all year. Uh, their only one wins against our Giants, not my Giants, because we're all together in this. Uh, the Cowboys. Uh, they return home for their second game in uh, AT&T Stadium uh, this year off of a loss against the Seahawks. They are giving three points to the Detroit Lions or coming off of a win against Tom Brady. And I love Detroit. I'm sure we're all going to agree with you over here as well. I think Dallas really, really sucks. It says a lot because they lost. They beat our Giants, unfortunately. But, I mean, they haven't put up over 20 points except for the Giants game, which uh, had a defense. No, never mind. That was the only game they put up 20 points. Either way, they look lousy. Everyone knows how to beat them. You stack the box. Dak Prescott hasn't proven that he could beat anybody downfield. And um, that's, that's how it's going to go. Detroit coming up a huge win against uh, Bill Belichick and the Patriots. I like the Lions going there and get a W. I like the Lions also. Um, again, coming off the win, like you said, they really shut down that New England offense. They couldn't do anything in the run game. They couldn't do anything in the pass game. And now you have a much worse quarterback with even less wide receiver weapons than Brady has. Um, the only upgrade you could say is Elliott, and he'll get his, but I absolutely love the Lions tomorrow. I like the Cowboys. Um, is this the Detroit team that the Jets blew out? You just trying to be different, Rob? No, I do. I mean, the Cowboys at home, I don't think the Cowboys are worse than Detroit. I hate the Cowboys. I think they suck this year. But I also saw Detroit get absolutely killed by the Jets this year. So which team are they? Are the team they, they were when they got killed by the Jets, or the team that they were when – they beat the Patriots at home. Uh, both those games were at prime time. Both of them were at home. Um, now they got to go on the road to Dallas. I saw, you know, Dallas at home. Uh, I just think that Detroit's not ready to go in there and beat them. I don't like either team. I think Ezekiel Elliott, who by the league, I think is uh, leading the league in rushing yards. Um, if not, he's pretty close. I guess I could look it up right now real quick, but I think he's leading the league in rushing. Well, he was until Gurley played in week four, which skews the numbers. Gurley yeah. has the extra game play, but he was tied with Matt Breda at 274. Um, so I do. I, I like them. You know, the, I think Dallas sucks, but they're going to win five or six games. And if beating – you can't beat Detroit at home. You can't win five or six games when you're Dallas. I'm sorry. I think they can control the clock. I think they can force Stafford in a couple mistakes. And I think that they'll be able to win the game, and I like them to cover the three points. And it's not me trying to be different. I just really think the Cowboys are going to beat the Lions. I'm not sold that last week's Lions thing was any more than an aberration. I saw them get their asses kicked by the lowly Jets. I Would think, it ever surprise you the Lions not. let people down after a big win? Seriously. No. I mean, they're not going to be feeling themselves and thinking they're hot shit right now, and then all of a sudden they, they get owned? They're a team that always beats themselves. Maybe if they could get Stafford with a couple picks, yeah, Dallas can pull it. Hey, I'll be rooting for the Lions. Trust me. I hate the Cowboys, but we'll see about that game. Uh, one of them is going to be 2-2. Two and two, The other one's going to be 1-3. and three, So uh, that's a, a big game for one of those teams to uh, avoid being 1-3. and three. Um, the Titans and the Eagles, the Titans coming off one of the awesome games to watch last week, their 9-6 win over the Jags. Um, just a wonderful display of football that was. Uh, they are hosting the Eagles, and it's the Eagles' uh, three-and-a-half-point favorites coming off of Carson Wentz um, being able to barely beat Indianapolis at home last week. Yeah, and I'll take the Eagles in this. Ajayi's back. I think Alshon's playing, but I, I can't confirm that yet. Um, Mariota's still banged up. Now you have the drama this off week with uh, Rashard Matthews, who's cut. Um, I think the Titans' defense has played well, but I think the Eagles in another ugly game you'll see tomorrow, I think the Eagles will get the job done. Another ugly snoozer. I like the under in this game, and I guess Philadelphia is going to pull it out and win their third straight, fourth ugly game in a row. But, um, yeah, the Titans haven't played a pretty game either. I just like the, uh, the under and a really ugly snoozing game. Uh, Carson Wentz is just going to get better as he goes on and uh, start to regain his form. 
This is step number two in that process. He's not going to look like MVP Carson Wentz, but uh, he'll be good enough to beat up a, a good Titans defense, but a Titans team that's been very injured at offense. And uh, I like the Eagles too. I like them covering three and a half. You guys have the cover for both. both. Yes, cover. All right. So uh, we're so far far. Not giving the five. Titans on the cover. All right. Back door. <laughs> yeah. Little three point action. Game, give me the points. So take the home dog. All right. Um, the Colts and the Texans. Um, you know, one is the Colts are one and two, and the Texans are zero and three. The Colts are like a good one and two because they almost won all three of their games. Right. They should have won in week one when they were at the 15-yard line to beat the Bengals and Jack Doyle fumbled the ball, which oh, went, Doyle rules. It went back the other way for um, six points. That was that end of that game. And then last week, they're inside the 10. If they score a touchdown, they beat the Eagles on the road. Now they didn't. But um, I know Mike's going to say about luck and his arm strength. But you know what? The fact that this team, who a lot of people thought might be a three- or four-win team, the fact that they're that close to being 3-0 and is a testament to them playing good football. And the Texans are 0-3. And, and we could say all we want good about the Giants last week. The Texans look like crap. The Texans do look like crap, but they get their first win tomorrow against the Colts. I think they act, uh, go in there. They give luck all kind of fits. Uh, the reason the Colts are so good, guys, is the Colts' defensive front seven is top five in, uh, in sacks. That is a very underrated uh, top seven front seven uh, defensively. I don't like the Colts. I don't like Andrew Luck. I don't no. like their run game. No, you don't like I Andrew don't, Luck? No, not even the slightest. Get out of here. I am on the Texans tomorrow to get their first win. I don't really like either team, but I would like to say that the Colts' defense has been very underrated and much improved from last season as well. I think I agree with you there, Mike. But the Texans are very desperate. I have to go Houston to come out on the road here. And, yeah, the Colts, they just seem to falter at the end. But the Texans showed some life in that second half against the Giants. They did. I think we're going to see the a Giants held on. game from them in the, the whole game here in a division game. That's a must win. They have no wins. They got to get this W against the Colts. Um, I like the Colts. I'm sure that doesn't shock you guys, but they're at home. They've played well. Um, their defense has been good. Andrew Luck is just continuing to be a work in progress, getting back uh, his shoulder and his arm strength. I make nothing out of the fact that Jacoby Brissett had to throw a Hail Mary. He's I got said a, the same thing. He's got a stronger arm. Giants you, have done it with more ends than before. Um, it meant nothing to me. So I, I, I've seen now every team beat up that Texans defense through the air. I don't know if Luck's going to do it or not, but he's definitely a play that I like this week. And uh, I, the, the Texans have lost 11 out of 12 games right now. So they go on the road with kind of a defeated attitude. Unless J.J. Watt comes out there and steals the game himself, which he's capable of, yeah, Deshaun Watson looked like crap. He was missing receivers by a lot, of, you know, by he has started four or five off yards. slowly every game so far. Yeah, he, he looked half, terrible. He's able to get it going, and he didn't even get it going with his legs that well. Yep. So if that if that Colts defense could be in his face and give him some trouble, um, I, I think that the Colts can get it done. And that's crazy because I'm usually a fan of the Texans too. I usually pick them a lot, but right now I just think that the Colts look a lot less worse than the Texans look in a game of two bad teams. Um, so I'm having the Colts win this game. It's Are only you concerned one with play. Luck completing five percent of passes over twenty yards? Um, I'm, I mean, it's, it's game three. Out of all quarterbacks. It's game three, so I'm concerned. He's got to. He's only got to get stronger. You know, this is a work in progress. He hadn't played in two years. Um, a lot of it is by design too. I mean, as you can see, they're kind of not giving him the full reins anyway. Um, he's not throwing bombs. He's not. Now, yes, maybe that's more of a concern, but I'm not concerned that he's not completing yeah, them. The he's not doing any of that. that way now. And he showed he couldn't throw a Hail Mary last week. The Hail so. Mary meant nothing. The Hail Mary means nothing. At the end of the game, you could – I mean, I've seen it, I've seen Randy Moss on the field in Hail Mary situations defensively. Andrew, so. Andrew Luck used to throw those Hail Marys. Now all of a sudden, he's not. That's fine. He, he's played three games as he's trying to battle back from a major surgery. And, and he's got to let that 
strength going. He's got to try to get better. Now, the only way that he won't get better is if he keeps getting beat up and he re-enters his shoulder, and that's very possible. The first player of the game needs to be a play-action deep ball with T.Y. Hilton, and then, <laughs> and then he can get the defense off and shot everybody, shot everybody up. And that's why Le'Veon Bell would be such a good fit there. They can't stack the box and guard all that uh, short stuff if oh. they also have to worry about Le'Veon Bell. Marlon Mack has potential. That guy just can't stay he on can't the He can't get healthy. Yep. He can't get healthy, and neither can Doyle. I mean, he's supposed to have, you know, Ebron and Doyle, and he did it without, you know, Doyle last week. So um, teams right now are able to take away that long ball. That's fine. This isn't, you know, the teams that he used to have. But I'm not concerned yet, um, but I'm a little concerned about Vinny and I's proclamation that he's going to be a top-five fantasy quarterback because he's got, <laughs> he's got a lot of work to do. But you know I'd what? Be concerned but you know what? Part, part of the reason that Vinny and I said that, though, it up as a loss. But part of the reason that Vinny and I said that is because we both assumed that they would suck and they'd be playing catch-up all game, every game, and he'd get all garbage-time points. And that hasn't happened yet. Rob, he's thrown, he hasn't thrown for over 200 yards. No. That's fine. Concerning. It's fine, but he's got them playing good football. The defense is playing good football. Well, he's got them Lock in the game. there. Well, I mean, he, when he's he – Better went, than Brissette, either way. And he, and I don't still, know about that. He's still no. Andrew Luck. He, he's going to be better. Let's move on because we only have an hour show today. we got a lot to get to. 646-716-5403 over the top sports. Uh, Vinny the Shark, Robbie D, big uh, Mike with you. Um, let's go. Patriots, off a big loss. Dolphins fans feeling their shit right now, guys. They are ready to go 4-0. and I've heard so many Dolphins fans proclaim that this is the time that they take over the AFC East. Now they like that that is as stupid as it gets. I'm not even going to let you guys go first. Patriots, minus 6.5. I would take a minus 10. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, keep it simple. Patriots are going to win. They're not losing a third straight game in a row, and they're not going to do it in front of their home fans against the division rival and bury themselves in the uh, AFC standings. The Patriots are out. I completely agree with you. As far as fantasy goes, though, with some bye weeks, I love Tannehill in fantasy because this is a Patriots defense that's going to give up a ton of yards in the air. They're just going to try and keep you out of the end zone. They're going to try and trade touchdowns for field goals. Uh, so I love Tannehill. As far as the Patriots go, I think you're going to see uh, Howard, who's been awesome, the corner on Hogan. And I think you'll see Josh Gordon debut. I think that'll open things up. I think Gronk has a day. And uh, listen, Burkhead on the IR. Sony Michelle is going to be one of the guys now. He is going to have a ton of carries. James White is only going to handle the passing down. So I think they're both relevant in fantasy. But like the game, I agree with you both. It's a route, Patriots. So you really think Michelle is going to be the fantasy guy there now? No, I, I don't think either of them, to be honest with you. But I think he's going to you know, 20 carries, uh, 60 yards, and he's going to get the goal line work. I think he's going to have – We're getting a lot of questions yeah. about him on People that. are, you know, dropping their draws for him. It's ridiculous. But I think, you know, he's going to be flex-worthy, Vinny. He's going to be uh, running back three, flex-worthy. Last I checked, he's a New England Patriot running back, so I'll never own him or trade for him, nothing. A lot of those value quarterbacks this week, Mike, like you said. Um, I think Trubisky – I think even Eli Manning will get to that game later. A lot of those value guys that you don't normally see put up big points um, could put up the points. Case Keenum on a Monday night against Bubble. another bad defense. So there's a lot of guys going against those bad defenses. You can get those daily. You don't have to hit on the, the top guy like uh, Adam you know, will throw for 300 yards. Like Brady or Rodgers. You don't have to use those guys in daily fantasy this week. There's too many values out there. Um, Jets and Jaguars. Jets uh, coming off a second straight loss. Jags. Off of that 9-6 loss against the Titans, uh, the Jags are home, and they're seven-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, absolutely love the Jaguars here. I don't think the Jets are good. I think they have a ton of fa- uh, wide receiver issues. You're not even seeing prior. Robbie Anderson sucks when he's not getting in trouble. Anunwa is the only safe play here in a PPR league. I would start Quincy Anunwa. Um, Leonard Fournette is back. He tweeted he's going to be playing, so that's good news for Jags fans. I think the Jags win. If they're able to score any points at all, they'll cover, and I think they do. 
I think the Jaguars have their way with the rookie quarterback, top defense. They want to go out there and really show that they're the best. They didn't even put up double digits against the Tennessee Titans last week. They're back at home. They were riding their high horse against the Patriot win. Now they're back home. They get to uh, devour the Jets. As for the Jets, back to life, back to reality. They suck again. Yeah, but I think they'll cover this game. That extra half point, I could see it. I don't love that Jaguars offense. They had, they didn't even impress me when they had full strength against the Giants in week one. They haven't impressed me any time since. Um, the Jets will be able to uh, play good enough defensively to stay in the game the whole game. In the end, I think the Jaguars get the win. They're just a better team there at home. But I could see the Jets somehow uh, finding a way to cover that seven-and-a-half point spread. That half point, to me, is a big deal in the cover. Um, I would buy it if I wanted to bet on the Jags, but um, – I like that half point for the Jets. I think they can find a way to come within seven. So I'll pick the Jets to cover, but I like the Jacks to win the game. They moved to three and one. The Jets would lost their uh, third straight game. Don't forget, they've also had some extra time to get ready for this game, having played last Thursday night. So it's been a little bit of extra preparation time for them. Um, Browns, speaking of last Thursday night, got their first win. We talked ad nauseum about it. They now have to go to Oakland and see if they can keep the Raiders from getting their first win of the year. And somehow, and I don't like this line at all, the Raiders are favorites. They're two and a half point favorites. Absolutely love the Raiders here. The Raiders have been in most games till the fourth quarter, and they just haven't been able to put a game away. Well, now Baker has to travel to that black hole against a desperate Chucky team. And here's some stats for you. Number one overall picks in their first start since 2003, 0-10, 10 touchdowns, 20 interceptions. I think Baker has a – I love Baker, but I think he has a rough day in that black hole. Give me the Raiders. I love Baker, too. If I didn't see the spread, Raiders as a favorite. If I didn't hear those numbers of the 0-10 in the black hole for first start for quarterbacks, I probably would have all been on the Browns. But after hearing that and seeing that spread and the Raiders having no wins, they have to get this win at their home, I got to go with Oakland. Yeah, I'm going to go with Oakland, too, just because I haven't bought into this Browns' uh, ability to win games yet. Uh, they finally proved me wrong. Uh, can they get two in a row after not winning a game in like seven years? Um, I don't know. Going into Oakland is a very tough place to play. Even tougher if you're a rookie quarterback making your first start. So um, it doesn't mean anything bad if Baker Mayfield can't get the job done in Oakland. A lot of people have failed there. I'm with you guys. I like Oakland, but um, I'm very surprised. I really am surprised that Oakland's two and a half point favorites. I'll be honest with you. I thought this was more you can't like make a, the Browns' favorite. On the I road. thought this was more like a one point or a pick 'em. <laughs> I, I really did. Super Bowl champions, the Browns. I really did because the Raiders, the Raiders did look just that bad, and and the Browns' defense is pretty damn good. And I yes. love the Browns, but come on, we can't make them favorites here. No, but I thought that could be close to a pick 'em. I, I really did. I, I, I would I would stay away from this two and a half point. I just. I don't like it. Uh, I, you guys kind of convinced me maybe with your, your stats. Um, and it is the Ra- Browns having to win two in a row. But to me, the Raiders, they suck. I mean, they suck now for two years, too. So to be favorites like that, it's a little bit shocking to me. Uh, that's the 1 p.m. slate. Let's they move to 4 o'clock. Um, well, that's what Gruden says, right? <laughs> um, it's the Seahawks. It's the Cardinals. It's two pretty bad teams uh, in the NFC West clashing uh, with the Seahawks with a chance to get back to 500, by the way as they go to play the Cardinals in the desert. Yeah, they will. Uh, Josh Rosen is starting, and that's why they will. I don't think he's uh, ready for the Seattle Seahawks yeah. and uh, any game, really, the way he got thrown in there. I know he threw a pick. Uh, I like Seattle to win against the rookie quarterback. That's really – it all comes down to Josh Rosen being the quarterback. That's why. By the way, all four um, top quarterbacks starting this week in the NFL that were drafted in the draft this past uh, spring. Vinny, you're on Seattle? I'm on Seattle. I am on Seattle as well. Uh, I hate to keep being on the same page here, but – uh, Doug Baldwin is back. That's huge. Chris Carson game time decision. So Penny could be flex worthy. You're going to take, want to take a look at that. 
I don't like the Cardinals. I think they are a uh, rebuilding team in process. I think they're coaching. I, I don't like Wilkes. Now you're going to have whether you dress Bradford or not, because now there's incentive money-wise if you don't dress Bradford. I just think that's a mess there, and I feel bad for Larry Fitzgerald. I think the Seahawks route. I'm a Wilson fan. I think the, I'm one of the guys that thought that Seattle would be better than uh, most people thought this year, um, and this is one of their easy wins. they got to get it done. Um, Russell Wilson gets the job done in Arizona. They cover two as well. So uh, all of us on Seattle. Um, it's as much an anti-Arizona pick, by the way, as it is pro-Russell Wilson. Right. Um, Niners and Chargers. The Chargers were humbled last week against their uh, crosstown rivals now. I guess their rivals, they've been crosstown for, what, like a month? Uh, the, Ram- the Rams and the Chargers. Minus 10, right? Uh, 10 and a half that this has it um, against the 49ers playing without Jimmy Garoppolo um, in another in-state battle between two California teams. I'm going with the Chargers here. They're not going to lose two in a row. They need the win. The 49ers are starting C.J. Breadhead. I mean, you want to talk about bums among bums. Uh, I am all over the Chargers. I love their defense tomorrow in DFS, even without Joey Bosa. Melvin Gordon's going to go nuts. And if no Keenan Allen, you fire up Mike Williams happily. Chargers route. Is Keenan Allen really questionable? He is questionable. He hasn't practiced most weeks. I haven't seen that. Well, the Chargers are going to route in this game as well because the 49ers, they're just not a good team. They lost their quarterback, and that makes them a really, really low-case team. You saw them last year without uh, Garoppolo in. They only won one game. It was against the 3-13 Giants last year. So um, Thanks for bringing that up. So not very impressive. So they're not going to win this game. Like Mike said, the Chargers, they're not going to lose back-to-back at home. I like the Chargers to win this and cover. Yeah. I like the Chargers. Um, this is still a team that a lot of people had uh, making a run towards the Super Bowl in the AFC. Nothing's really changed. Um, they've just had a couple of tough games on the schedule. I mean, nobody's beating the Rams right now, and that's the difference between them being 2-1 and one and 1-2. One and two. So um, I love the Chargers. They get healthy. They get going. I would have liked them this week, too. Obviously not 10.5, but I would have liked them either way, even if Garoppolo was healthy. The Niners team just doesn't look like they're ready yet anyway. And uh, maybe that's a good thing because maybe we'll finally get off the schneid when we go to San Francisco to see the Giants. And we can actually see a road win this year. If they lose to C.J. Breadhead, I'm not going any more football. Right. Well, let's see who's healthy for the Giants by then before we get into that. But right now, if they were playing, I would think that the Giants would actually beat them if it was this week. I think they'd be favorites, too, no? Uh, I would think they'd be favorites coming off of that. And speaking of the Giants, that's the last game of the day slate that we haven't gotten to yet. Um, They're three-and-a-half-point underdogs at home against the Saints. We talked about the Saints a little bit before. Um, Drew Brees has only thrown 25 incompletions and 129 insane. passes this year. That is freaking insane. He's on pace for 6,000 yards passing. Um, so the Giants, a lot of injuries. We know about them. Eli Apple, who actually looked decent to start the season, is out. Olivier Vernon, still out. He's still butthurt that Mike ripped up his jersey in the offseason. Um, and Jonathan Stewart, we know we'll miss him. But uh, the Giants and uh, Saints in the Meadowlands tomorrow at 425, which is a weird start for a Giants home game. Your boy will be attending this game. as uh, I think the atmosphere is going to be electric after their first win. Everybody's on their high horse. But this is kind of a, you know, you got to win this game at home. And Drew Brees is not the guy you want to see, especially without uh, your best pass rusher in Olivia Vernon. They're banged up, but the Giants need to do something they haven't done in years and a lot of games. And that's cracked the 30-point uh, marker. They fell three points shy last week. They're going to have to put up 30 to beat the Saints, and they're going to need to find some way to get some kind of turnover or some kind of special teams play because I don't know if they can outshoot uh, shoot out the Saints here. So I'm going to go with the Giants cover, but I really don't know if they're going to win, but I think it's going to be a hard-fought game. I'm the only one that picked the Giants last week, just to remind everyone. Um, 
I'm going with the Giants here as well. Cover the three and a half. Drew Brees now has to go outside. He's not in a dome. It's going to be 70 degrees. You're going to see a little bit of wind as well. They shut down Hopkins last week. I don't know if they do that to Thomas. I agree with you, Vinny. If they don't score 30, this is a loss for the New York Giants. So you have to be able to do that. This Saints defense has given up yards and points to everybody. So I would think without uh, Evan Ingram, I love Shepard tomorrow. I think Odell will get his tomorrow as well. I think Saquon will get his. And I think they will break the 30-point mark. Don't know about a win, but I cover. If you want a pretty uh, low-priced uh, fantasy stack, uh, you could do a lot worse than Eli and the Sterling Shepard stack this week. Because I think Shepard's going to get um, a lot more balls without Ingram there. But Red Ellison looked pretty good last week, too. Uh, that being said, the Giants have to prove to me they can score 30 points before I believe it. And I said last week they have to prove to me that they can win a game before I pick them to win. And they won a game. And great job. I'm happy that they did. Um, but I, I like the Saints here because, Mike, you said 70 degrees. That's the same temperature that you play it indoors. So this is not heat. This is not cold. This is almost like – and there's not going to be much wind there. I've looked into it. Um, it's almost going to be as close to an indoor-outdoor uh, game that Drew Brees can have. And I don't know if they could stop him. I do like the, the linebacker. They've done a lot better this year. Olga Tree looked a lot better than they had. Um, but I got to see the Giants do it. And we don't even know if uh, Snacks Harrison's really going to play. They say he's – um, likely to play, but he didn't practice all week. They, need um, yes, they, they really do. need him because they need to slow down Kamara because Kamara is the guy that's going to really scare the hell out of me. It's those guys that I feel like the Giants always have trouble with. So uh, I'm going to go Saints. Um, the Giants, they, they look great last week. Show me you could do it again. The Giants need to win just one or two games before this uh, seven-game stretch end. You can get there to be three and four. Yeah. And you can go to the second half of the year with a three and four record. They can make a lot of noise. I agree with you. So if uh, this maybe this is one of their wins at home. It's certainly not out of the realm of possibility they win. I just can't pick them to win right now. I just I, I just don't feel right doing it. And I even feel better about not doing it because you didn't pick them to win. <laughs> when you're not picking the Giants to win and you're going to a game, that scares the hell out of me I'm because sure you gonna... always pick the Giants to win. I always do, and I'm sure I'm going to bet them. But um, <laughs> it's not going to be a hammer like I did in Dallas and Minnesota and all that. But um, listen, if the Giants do win this game, you got to start feeling good about the team. Oh, now. no, you feel great about you it. Really I don't care how they win it tomorrow. This win out. Uh, unless they lose Barkley or Odell, knock right, on wood, right. to injury, Please, if no. they win yeah. the game tomorrow, you feel great about the Giants starting the season 2-2 two two with those four games. Um, Steelers looking to go 2-1. and one. I'm sorry, 2-1-1. One and one. They're at home versus the Ravens in their second straight primetime affair. Give me Baltimore. The game's always close, so I like the points always in these matchups. And I don't know. The Steelers are just such a weird team, and I think they got away with a lot on um, against Tampa Bay. I don't think they get away with all that. And the Ravens actually look pretty solid uh, this year so far. Big division game. Give me the Ravens because too much is going good for the Steelers despite the, the controversy over there and the turmoil. I absolutely love the Steelers in this game. I only like the Baltimore Ravens at home in Baltimore. I do not think this is a good team. I do not think Joe Flacco is a good quarterback. Um, I'll leave it at that. Um, I think the Steelers win this game, and uh, I agree with you that I think it'll be close, but uh, I think they win by a touchdown. I love the Steelers, too. They're getting their stuff together. They're at home. They always play close games. You're right, Vinny, but this is not a good Baltimore defense. Their defensive numbers are fool's gold based on a week one effort against, what was it, Nate Peterman and the Buffalo Bills. They got absolutely raped by Andy Dalton on Thursday Night Football two weeks ago. Um, they played an easy schedule, and they're 2-1. and one. I think the Steelers are um, that much better. I like them to win. I like the Steelers to cover. Um, I'm a big Steelers fan for them rebounding at home games right now. So uh, I see them getting this win again. Ben's got um, the monster. So, so just um, 
some baseball news real quick. Lance Lynn was scratched today with the uh, – it's going to be uh, Domingo Herman. Uh, Void is out, Sanchez is out, Judge is out, and Severino will not start tomorrow as well. Well, that's what happens when you uh, get home field advantage for that wild card game. There's nothing else to play for. We'll get to some baseball in just a minute, but since we're on football, Vinny, why don't you hit us with some uh, college picks? We gave you all our NFL picks. Mike uh, posted them on Twitter, so if you missed any of them or uh, you you don't know which one to go by, check it out on Twitter and make your mind up. But uh, Mike and uh, the Shark on most of the games together this week, except that last one. Finally, the Steelers yeah. and Ravens kind of uh, just reached That's a little fine. bit of a gap between you guys. Well, hopefully we have a nice week there, Big Mike, because I'm probably going to bet a lot of these games. Or at least I already have, and, all, and all I can use stuff. a nice week. All that fun stuff. <laughs> a lot of big spreads. So the question is, who's not going to lose that outright big spread, really, in the NFL? Yeah. But college football is a great slate today from 12 all the way on to 10. A lot of great games today. Uh, my plays here, I'm taking Buffalo minus seven against Army. Yeah, Army looked really good against Oklahoma, but Buffalo has been dominating and dominating at home. They're actually a very good program. I think they come out with the win here. I think they get they cover the seven points. Buffalo is going to win that match. They're going to run away with it. They're a really good team. Just don't overshadow them because they're from the match. Army, not that great. Like I always say, if Buffalo can get a lead early, Army, it's hard for them to come back because they're a running football team. I think I'm going to take Louisville. I'm going to buy them up to seven from six and a half because they're playing Florida State. Louisville's home and they're getting six and a half points. That is disgraceful. Louisville has uh, two losses against ranked teams. And FSU, they flat out suck. That program is going nowhere this year. Love Louisville, Louisville probably to win outright too, but give me those points and make it a nice even seven to play it safe. Then I'm taking Virginia Tech coming off their loss to Old Dominion with the backup quarterback there against Duke, who are somehow ranked, and this isn't basketball. I don't think Duke's played anybody good to be ranked in the top 25. I think Virginia Tech comes out with a revenge game. They're going to cover. I like them plus, plus the four and a half. I don't see Duke. I can even see Virginia Tech winning that game outright, but I definitely see that cover happening. Then the big game, Ohio State and Penn State. I do think the Ohio State is going to come out and win this game because they're just a superior team. And I'm not all that sold on Penn State, but they're home. But I like this under here. It's going to be a high-intense game. I like the under of 69. But if you had to pick between the two teams, I would go with Ohio State if you had to. But my play is the under of 69. And then we got Notre Dame and Stanford. Do you guys have any idea who I am betting in this game? Stanford. Jock, mm. <laughs> you're going against Notre Dame. We are taking Stanford to beat Notre Dame. They're getting five and a half points. I like that. I'm going to be teasing them up in every single teaser I do. Notre Dame, always overrated. Stanford coming off a huge overtime comeback win against Oregon. They seem to be running away with that Pac-12. They seem to be the alpha males in that uh, conference. I like Stanford over here as they pursue their run into the college football playoff. Give me Let's go! Let's go! Vinny, I'm going to post them. We're just going to confirm. Buffalo is minus seven. Yes. Um, then we're going to go with Louisville minus six and a half. You're buying to seven. Yes. Virginia Tech getting four Louis and a half. Plus. Oh, yeah. Plus. Louisville's plus seven. Right? Louisville plus seven. Yes. Okay. Virginia Tech plus four and a half. Oh, yeah. Ohio State, Penn State under 69. Yep. And Stanford plus five and a half. Lock it up, baby. Let's go. It's going to be a good day. I had a rough weekend last week in both college and NFL, so I owe it to everybody here. I'm feeling very confident about these college picks. Very confident. The Sharks picks every single Saturday morning, and this week he actually gets to read them off himself and not over the iPhone uh, <laughs> messenger, voice messenger app. So uh, good to have the Shark back here to give you the picks. Um you had an off week because you haven't been here. That's right. Honest. That's what I did. You're back in the house. When you make the picks in the house, uh, you've been pretty good for the last year and change. So uh, follow him. And he had my ASU last week somehow covering. Uh, in a game, that covered for me, right? In a game that we could have won, actually, and almost won against 10th Washington. Team. They're a good team. Herm is the perfect fit for them. 
Yeah, well, they're not going to do shit this year because they already have two losses, which means their season is over. Um, Mike, I know you're throwing those out there. Um, so this could just be a yes or no question. Yep. Did you have any other fantasy guys in football that we didn't get to? Because I know that sometimes you got some guys and uh, we didn't get to them yet. No, not really. Anybody that's on Twitter, uh, you know, we've been trying to answer. But um, I, Vinny brought up the Sonny Michelle thing. I am not going crazy for him like everybody else is on Twitter. It's mind-boggling to me. All right, so let's turn the page now. The National League is in a little bit state of chaos. I kind of hoped for it, and I kind of hoped it would be a little bit more. Uh, the uh, St. Louis Cardinals have lost four straights to kind of ruin that for yeah. me. Um, they They're really, really screwed it up because I, if they had just won one or two of those four games, we'd really be looking at a possible three- or four-way playing game um, going forward next week. Now, the American League's all set. Recap it for you real quick. It was clinched last night, your New York Yankees. We just spoke on it. Uh, demolished the Red Sox. They, by the way, I think they've won three of the last four games versus Boston. Yeah. And um, on Monday, we'll do a full preview for Wednesday night's wild card game and whatever the National League game but is. That will also be attending. I'm sure you will be. <laughs> it's possible I may be there as well in a working capacity. I don't know the schedule yet. Um, but probably not because the other guy that does what I do is a big Yankee fan. So why wouldn't we just send him? Um, but anyway, it's going to be uh, Cleveland and Houston meeting each other, and then the Red Sox and play the Yankees or athletics. Now, we've known that for a month or two, right? What we haven't known is what the hell is going to go on nationally. The only thing that we're sure of is that the Atlanta Braves have won the East. We don't know who's going to win the West, and we don't know who's going to win the Central, and we have no idea who's going to be playing for the wild card, guys. So there's two games left. Uh, the Cubs have a one-game lead on the Brewers to win the Central. The Brewers, who have made the playoffs, um, if not, whoever loses that is going to host the wild card game. We know that. Uh, but then in the West, you got the Rockies, who've won eight straight yeah. uh, with a one-game lead over the Dodgers. Um, so the Dodgers are in a lot of trouble right now. How do you guys handicap this race? How is this going to finish up? The Dodgers have Clayton Kershaw going today, so I expect that to be a W. Rockies uh, clinched playoffs last night. We just don't know what, like you mentioned. And they could bring uh, – That could Herm- be as close as just a play-in game, right? right? That doesn't mean that even the wild card game, that could just be a play-in game to get there, I think. I think. That I, I don't know about that, Rob, but – it looks like it could be, yeah, it could be because mathematically. Uh, I, you know what? You know why I can't is because St. Louis can't get to 90 wins. So even if the Dodgers pass the Rockies, the Rockies would still be assured of the wild card game. So it's, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. So anyway, um, continue. The Rockies can bring back if they need to Herman uh, Marquez tomorrow on three days rest, and he would pitch for them if they really need the win. But uh, we'll see what happens with that today. The Dodgers uh, today, Kershaw, Bueller tomorrow, so you have to like them going in both games. And I've been on it now for one month. I, I know Vinny has jumped the bandwagon. Christian Yellick is the MVP of the National League. Yeah, he sealed that up with his uh, three RBI triple and three RBI home run in one game the other night. Uh, I think for sure he solidified it. He's the guy. He really snuck up on me with how hot the second half was. And it looked like Baez is going to run away with it. Yellick's is the guy. Um, I kind of want to see the Brewers surpass the Cubs uh, Central because the Cubs have been sitting in there for a long time. I'd love to see the Brewers just come in there and snatch it from them on the last game of the season. You have to think the Dodgers are going to win both their games. The Rockies are red hot. They won eight in a row. The Brewers are red hot. They swept the Cardinals. They're four in a row. So um, I like them. I'm going to give the Dodgers a division just because if the Rockies slip up, they'd be tied, right? Well, they have to. So the Rockies would have to go 0-2, right? So they'd have to have a playing game to win the division. If they split. Right. If well, the Dodgers go two and zero, and the Rockies go one and one. They have to play in. Which would be awesome for me because the right. Braves get the winner of the NLS. Yeah. And that would be Monday, which gives us a Monday play into the division, a Tuesday wild card. Because that Monday loser wild. would play in the wild card game. And I want to see that. I don't want that Monday off. Or is it possible? It actually is very possible. 
you have the plane in the central and the west on Monday. It, that is possible as well. That yeah. would be awesome. That is possible. That would be right. awesome that for the be. baseball and for the Braves. The that Nationals uh, play the Rockies, and the Nationals have Max Scherzer scheduled for tomorrow. Uh, he has said that if there's any any sort of playoff implications for this game tomorrow, he is going to pitch against the Colorado Rockies. The team does not want him to, but Mad Max has said that's any, the right thing to do. I agree. Any sort of playoff implications, and he said he's taking the ball. <laughs> is it good or bad for baseball if the Cubs and Dodgers face each other in the NL wildcard game? Because that's a great head-to-head matchup, it but is. then you lose one of them no matter what. Yeah, yeah but they all have a huge yeah, number. Yeah, I night. think it would, it would be fine. And it really kicks do. off the playoffs. So they'll kick off the playoffs on Tuesday night with that Los Angeles-Chicago game, and then Wednesday night, the Yankees. Is there a bigger draw in baseball than the New York market? And I don't think – this Colorado team, we've mentioned their pitching, they're not getting enough love with Marquez and Freeland. This is a team that could go – Freeland has some year, man. Look at Marquez, too, the the second half. This is a team that could go in anywhere in that National League and win. Freeland is – I know DeGrom's nasty, but he deserves some Cy Young uh, contention here just because his numbers – in a Colorado market over there. He will get Cy Young votes. Not first place Cy Young right. votes, Jacob yeah. DeGrom fans. I'm not saying that. But he will get Cy Young votes, and he'll pin the top five. He will. He's uh, had yeah, a great he year. He deserves it. And honestly, like his numbers, as good as they are, they're even better because of where he pitches. You have to say I'm that. I'm just trying to look up Marquez's sports. I'm licking my chops to see the Dodgers playing that wild card game Tuesday, especially whether it's in Milwaukee or in Chicago, because that is a discounted Clayton Kershaw line for me. That I would love to bet and try to get some money to put more money on my Yankees on Wednesday. I don't take in Kershaw tonight. I don't know what the line is tonight, but is it really? It's big. Oh. Minus two seventy. The Giants suck. <laughs> but you know they are division rivals. They're gonna do anything in their power to try to eliminate those Dodgers. So I'm reading the scenarios. There would be October first, um, would be all the games. So that would be Monday. That'd be would great. be all the playing games if there's a uh, tie in the NL Central or a tie um in the uh, NL West. Um which would really, really, really benefit the Rockies because if the Dodgers get that tie and they've already used Bueller and they've already used Kershaw, who did they use last night? Uh, Ryu? Was it Ryu against? against I think it was uh, I'm Ryu, right, whatever his name is, uh, something like that. Um, who would they start? It would be have to be, I guess, Rich Hill or Alex Wood, which really, you know, that, that's not who you want pitching. Yeah, I think it would be Hill over Wood, but I don't like either of them. I wouldn't be confident in anybody besides Kershaw and Bueller. I agree with you. And just uh, I wanted to give you Marquez's stats, guys, real quick. Second half of the season, he's pitched 88 innings, 115 strikeouts, uh, only 18 walks. ERA is 2.55. Um, they have two front-line pitches right now, the Rockies. Here's one more scenario. If the Dodgers lose their last two and St. Louis wins their last two, it would be the Dodgers and St. Louis on Monday in a play-in game still could be the same day as Cubs Brewers. So they're really, you know, there's a lot and of I don't know who scenarios. would the ball for the Cardinals with Nicholas going today and uh, – Flaherty tomorrow. Flaherty tomorrow, right. Um, and oh, Wainwright yeah. pitched yesterday, right? He did. Uh, was he yesterday or two days ago? Um, it it might have been two. It, it, well, I'll, check, I'll take a look right now. But either way um, – He wouldn't be, you know – That's the scenario right now that they would sign for in a minute because yeah. they have to win their last two just to get there. Um, it was Wainwright yesterday. Okay. So – I mean, you have to look back. It could be Gomber, Gomber, whatever his Who's name been is. Very good. He's the second six half. and two. Yep. Um, Flaherty. And no Flaherty tomorrow. tomorrow. And you have to win tomorrow. Yep. You can't save him. Or Gant. It's gonna be Gomber or Gant. I would think it's Gomber. You take your chances, and, and Gomber has the more rest. So you would think that day. that would be a bullpen day after that, um, unless they unless they had a, a six man that was going with uh, Gant in the lineup. But I don't think no. It, it would be Gomber or Gant, and then the bullpen. So so much fun to be had. Um, what are the predictions? Who's winning the Central? 
And is it going to go to a tiebreak? Uh, I, I would like to see that. I would. I'm going to give – I'm going to go with what I'm pulling for. This is all hard. I'm going to go with the Brewers winning that Central and the Cubs in a, in a playoff game Monday. Let's see it. Uh, that you, central. You have Cole Hamels going today. I think the Cubs get the win today. Again, 17-4, and four, Miles Mikolas, though. Yeah, it doesn't matter. The game that is the most important game, if you want chaos, is you have to root for the Cardinals today. It gives the Cubs the loss, which brings right. Milwaukee in play to get that tie. And it puts the Cardinals within one game, at least in the win column, not the loss column, the win column, of uh, maybe forcing a wild card playing for Monday. Um, I still think – I think that the Dodgers and Rockies are going to come down to a, a game on Monday. I really do. I don't think that the Rockies – they basically have to, you know, win just one game to get there. I think they'll do that. But I don't know if they'll win two in a row. That would be ten straight games to end the season. And we've seen the Rockies do this. What was it, 2006? Yeah. When the Rockies won like 23 they out of 26. They always have a hot September. They get crazy hot in September and get on a roll. I don't want to face that hot of a team as the Braves. David Donald's um, homer, I think, in five straight yeah, guys. Yeah. They, and you know what they did it against? They started against the Phillies, mm-hmm. who have now lost nine in a row, and the Phillies have guaranteed themselves a losing season. Yep. How crazy is that? They were 14 games over 500 just over a month ago. And I would fire Gabe Kapler. I really would. I don't think he's done a good job here. He's had such up and downs, dramatic up and downs. I would fire Gabe Kapler. Um, I don't know about that. In his first year, they did have a young team. I don't they think they. I don't too. think they do hate him, but they had a good year, he got up to such a bad start. Then they got so hot, and then they fell. They collapsed, and the Braves are part of it. But it helped the Braves too. I mean, we the Braves are five and zero in September against them, and then the other four losses were against the Rockies. So that's their nine losses in a row that goes from a good season to now a shit season. And I, I don't know. I, I I don't know if you could fire him after one year. Um, See ya. <laughs> I know you would. You would, you would pull. Uh, you would pull the string, Rob, real quick. Uh, so it should just be fun. I think that the Dodgers will find a way to get to that playing game. I don't think the Dodgers win their last two and the Rockies lose their last two. Yeah, I think either. that the the Rockies will assure Holy themselves split. of that game. You know, um, on Monday, if not winning the division title outright um, by the end of tomorrow. And of course, tomorrow's games all start at three o five. Yeah. which the MLB does, which is very good is because awesome. you don't have to worry about having the team that plays at 5 o'clock knowing a result that happened at right. 1 o'clock. So I think that's very smart by yeah. the NHL. Um, does the NFL do that week 17? I don't think so. They do 1-4 and four still. But if NFL did that on week 17, I think I'd be happy with it. I thought the NFL did all 1 o'clock. Did they, is it, well, you can't do all 1 o'clock for West Coast teams. So it'd have to be a 3 o'clock sure game. 1-4, do they? Yeah, yeah, I think it's 1-4 and four because you can't have a game in L.A. starting at 10 a.m. Right. So that would just be wrong. Um, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention two things in the New York area from baseball this week. One, Jacob DeGrom against the Braves, locked up the Cy Young. If it wasn't locked up, which I think it was already, eight innings, gets his 1,000th strikeout in, uh, as his last batter he faces, a very fitting way to finish the year, gets the double-digit wins, gets over 500. So it's all 1 o'clock and three four twenty fives. Right. Those are probably the yep. three West Coast games. Probably in Seattle, yeah. Arizona, L.A., you know, Those San Fran, yeah, something like that. So. Um, Jacob DeGrom is the MVP. Uh, I'm sorry, the Cy Young, not the MVP. He uh, He's now above 500, which is what some people like Vinny wanted. ERA is something we haven't seen in years. I wanted him under 500 in that the, last start. His strikeout, numbers, uh, his strikeout numbers are off the chart, too. His war is ridiculous. Uh, I'm not taking anything away from Scherzer, who leads in most pitching categories. He just had his 300 strikeout. But the Cy Young in the National League is Jacob DeGrom. Yeah, he lowered it to a 1.70, which, which is, is insane. I wish he did it with a uh, under 500 record just to laugh at your team. But uh, he <laughs> didn't. So and that that might get a few voters to vote for him, honestly, if people are still voting that way. But he listen, he was the best pitcher this year. Uh, 
everyone's seen the stats now. The Mets put up four runs for them in every game. You'd be like 30 and 0 or something like that. It's pretty crazy. So honestly, hats off to Jake. He had a good year. And Mets fans are going to put their hats off today to David Wright. Yeah, and uh, he didn't get a hit last night like Vinny predicted. But uh, listen, <laughs> Mets fans, you have nothing going for you this season. It's a nice day. You take it in. But I'm telling you right now that if Reyes doesn't ride off to the sunset also, and he's there on this team next year, it's a travesty. Because now you have the perfect excuse to get rid of him too. Well, the Mets tribute video of David Wright be better than their tribute video, video to Lucas Duda. Uh, I would hope so. <laughs> I really would. Why did they give Lucas Duda, who people forget is on Rob's Braves team, yeah. why Why did they give him a tribute video? Apparently, I heard, I don't know if he has the record still, but he has the most home runs in City Field. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's been open for nine years, so it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's, He's it's the biggest possible. Mets home run hitter since City Field opened. Who it's else has been a home run I don't know if it's true. Isn't no, it's, it's got to be 100% true. It, I, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, I can look Lucas it up now. Lucas also cost the Mets in the World Series with a terrific throw home. But yeah, I, Do you think he was expecting a tribute video? Uh, no, there's no way. <laughs> he, he was probably laughing about it, too, afterwards. All right, so David Wright will have no hits. David um, Wright will have one I heard hit. he's going to have two to three at-bats, so you get pulled uh, in his uh, ovation, which yep. I'm fine with. I'm sure you're fine with that, too. Fine with it. Um, then he's going to go up to the booth. Uh, he's going to do a half inning in each booth, the radio and the TV. I want to see him. And there's going to be a post-game ceremony as well, supposedly. Well, you know what? He was the best man a lot of people in my generation have seen. Me too. You know? Yep. And they should retire his number next season. That wouldn't bother me. Lucas Duda with 75 home runs. Which is a joke. Well, it's it's been open nine years. Well, Sporkle, I like it. Well, Sporkle's the only way I can I'm a big Sporkle guy back in the day. I haven't done it in a while. Um, All right. So, I mean, David Wright. Let's talk about the real New York team, guys. Who's starting for that wild card game for my New York Yankees? And who do you start? It looks like it's going to be Jay Happ. It should be Jay Happ. I don't know if I would like Jay Happ, who's who's actually – he's been the best uh, pitcher for them. But if it's not half, who does he go with? I know, I know you're not supposed to look ahead in these wild card games, these do or die games. Right, but you want half to pitch against the Red Sox. Exactly. Look at J.A. Hap's numbers against the Boston Red Sox. Would you mind that guy starting game one? And Tanaka's been in this game plenty of times before. He's never pitched that. But what if that game is being played on MLB The Show because they lose the wild card game because they didn't start J.A. Hap? That would suck. So he, that would suck. And you know what, though? I trust Tanaka, though. I trust him, and I want J.A. Num- game number one. J.A. <laughs> it's... <laughs> It, between J.A. and Bethead or Redhead, um, you just have to laugh. I, he, I used to be, he used to be J.A. Happ, and now he wants to be just J.A. It was always J.A. Happ. No, he used to be J.A. Now now he's just J.A. I think they got it wrong, and he corrected them. Anyway, let's not fight about his name. Uh, he'll pitch on Wednesday, I think, and I think the Yankees are big favorites to win that. And game. who goes to the A's? Fires. And they're going to go bullpen after that, and they're made for it. Not they're built for it. anybody in that starting rotation or their bullpen because Fernando Rodney is going to lose that game for the Oakland A's. Uh, I think the Yankees will have the lead before Rodney gets a chance to blow it. Let us hope. Let us hope. Uh, I don't think you guys are taking the A's a little too lightly. Uh, you don't maybe. Hate the Yankees. I do. And you're also looking You're not giving them any sort <laughs> So I'm the one guy with nothing in the mix. I you're think not the giving Yankees them just any a much sort of credit. Team. I think the Yankees are a much better team. I'm I think I'm not scared of their rotation or Fernando Rodney. I think Why if their half comes out, I think the Yankees could use Severino for an inning or two if they have to, and then they go to their bullpen, which is supposed to be a strength. I think the real question is for the Yankees, and it's not just in the wild card game. It's the whole postseason. There's no bigger question than who's closing games. Yeah, and I don't think it's going to be Aroldis Chapman. I think, and I think Britain. Zach Britton sucks. If you don't He's trust, having a terrible year. If you don't trust Chapman the ninth, why do you trust him? Well, I don't think they're going to trust him in the ninth. It doesn't look like they're going to. He hasn't gotten any safe situation since he's been back. You would think that they'd want to get him in there. 
He pitched really early in games. I just don't think that they think he's ready for it. And the Red Sox have done very well against Walter Yeah, they've hit him very well this year. You're right. Um, so Mike and I have a quandary. It's not really a quandary if you follow the rules. But if you follow <laughs> the rules, you follow the rules, right? So last night, we're facing each other in the fantasy finals. Um, at 3 a.m., I picked up a pitcher. I had 15 starts out of 20. No. Rob, Hold how on. long have Hold you been on. playing fantasy baseball that you know the starts don't count until all the stats I reset? I didn't know that. Oh, come on. No, stop. Come anyway, on. I picked up oh, a pitcher. So now I have six guys going today. Um, but I have 18 starts out of 20. Yeah. Shut up, whore. Now, <laughs> um, she could she – could, whatever. Goon's not here to kick me off. Now, I didn't pick up a guy to get 24 starts. Of course you did. But even if oh, I did, my God. ESPN, if it's all on the same day, if you go over, you can get all the starts from that day. I think Mike gets screwed in these fantasies. I really however, have. I really have. However, Mike has done it this year, too, where he's had more than the minimum starts. By one, supposedly, that I knew four, nothing about. Oh, you, you have enough. you have 18 starts out of 20, and you're throwing six guys today. You both sound like Hillary Clinton. You so, don't know anything. Oh, I my mean, God. The, the one thing I'll and, say. And Rob tried to do this last round as well to well, Mr. Last, first of all, last round, I, I was, was winning. I was caught on that and called was, out on that I was well. winning 10 to 2. I had no chance to lose, and I just set my lineup. That was and whatever. You threw everybody in, right? Uh, yeah, you start your starters. Loophole. First of all, if there's anybody in the world, and if there's one thing we'll agree about the rest of the day, it's if anybody in the world takes advantage of loopholes, it's you. I and you can't to... stay with us. Usually, <laughs> yeah, thing. but I've tried That's... to play this by the book. Well, I showed you that you have extra starts this year. Oh, man. Secondly. One um, extra start, Rob. So go three guys today. Okay, yeah, so do I, get, do I get my moves back? No, because you should oh. be able to count. Uh, then why does ESPN let you I'm do sure it? Olivia could have helped you count. You should, you should be able <laughs> to in, count. She is in school now, but she can't count past three. Um, we get to like five. Um, I mean, the loophole king now is mad if a loophole is being taken advantage of. It's, it's horrible. And we've here's playing, my other question. We've been playing the and, 20 for years now. And this has nothing to do with our league. This really doesn't. Go ahead. Why in the world are there limits on starts for pitchers? There are no limits for how many batters you could use for a week. Why do they limit? Because if, they don't want assholes you have, like you doing this why? today. Why? You, That's just, why. You who tries to manipulate every stat in the world. That is why you they sat don't. Madison Bumgarner the entire championship round. I told which, you I was by the going way, to. Had you played him, you'd have more quality starts and wins, so right. it would be less of an issue. I told you I was going to. Why? Why would you start a side young award winner? When was that? Seven He's years Madison ago? Madison Bumgarner. Oh, come on. And quality starts. Gets you points, and you I miss out on them. Right. So my whole point is, if there's a matchup limit, if there's a limit for how many pickups you could do, right? Rob, this is something you worry about before the season. No, no, not no. I, I said this has nothing to do with the losing. Yeah, I'm losing 6-5. It's, it's, right. and, and I haven't lost a week in, in three months, so of course I'm due to freaking lose. And I, I concede that. I can't catch you in hitting categories, so I went for pitching. And you're, you're really trying to cheat to win. I, but why does ESPN let you do it then? You'll, You'll have, have to cheating. call them and ask them. But is it but cheating? We've always played twenty. I did last year when he, someone tried to do this, and I wonder if it was him then. Well, I, I've never made the final, so trust me, it wasn't me. But I remember calling last year about the same thing about, about why they the let you same go thing. over. Yes. 
somebody was facing Jimmy last year, and I had a call. Hey, Mike, I see you're losing in my league. I'm right just now. saying. Nine eight. It yeah. says on the scoreboard, if a team exceeds a game's play limit during the middle of a game day, the team will continue to accumulate the stats. I know. I know what ESPN's rule is, but we have always played twenty. Now that you're losing, you're trying to use ESPN's rules. A loophole. Just a go. Loophole. Just go out with pride. Go out with pride. Go out with pride. Say goodbye. See ya. Mike's last text me before I got here was, whatever, Rob. As I plug up to his house, I'm like, I'm going to walk in. He's going to have one of his guns ready. All right, guys. Take it easy. I got to set my lineup now. I don't know how many views it was. There was one comment. Was there? Yeah. Awesome. I didn't, uh, I didn't read it. You want to guess who it was? Yeah. Can you guys explain ESPN's fantasy rules? <laughs> now I lose Judge. Yeah, I lost Void. And I dropped all my bench players for pitchers. <laughs>